Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. This week, we talk about the dark fears that all homeschooling moms have, as well as some fun stuff. Today's show is brought to you by Teaching Textbooks, an award-winning math program for homeschoolers that is sure to make you and your children smile. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome to this, this week's episode. Um, I, I don't know uh, about you, but I'm starting to get a little uh, nervous about Christmas coming. Uh, my son, Jedediah, who's uh, 10, uh, said today, hey, Dad, there's only three weeks from today till Christmas. I don't think I, I didn't do the math, but that sounds really, really scary. And I said to him, don't talk about yes. it uh, because I'm not ready. I just have too much to do. I know like last year, Ben, you didn't even get all your Christmas videos in, did you? Uh, I don't know. It was close. We were probably like binge watching them at the you end were, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have uh, Rissa's family does a yearly toy drive that takes, uh, which is awesome and an incredible time and super Christmassy and fun. But it takes like a good week and a half out of the Christmas season. So uh, that, you know, puts a, we got to really squeeze them in there then. So we've been trying to get one every night. We did Grinch last night. Did you? So we're doing pretty we good. We haven't even done any of the classics because your mo- mother and sister have been doing this Hallmark Christmas oh, thing. I've it's seen just, a lot of these like, memes going around. I don't care if you've seen one. You've seen them all. They're all the same. They're all the same. Uh, but the last night we went roller skating at a birthday party uh, at some great friends. Uh, their daughter, Mila's birthday. Uh, and Ben, you were like taken out by a little kid and you hurt yourself. Are you okay? I haven't even talked I don't know. to you. Hopefully. I, uh, yeah, she, I was almost ran into her cause she, she, I'm not trying to throw her under the bus, but she cut across in front of me. Yes. Throw her under the yeah, bus. So <laughs> I like kind of, you know, grabbed her and then I kind of spun around like, cause I didn't want to just slam straight into her. So I kind of like, you know, you kind of grab a kid you're about to knock over and, oh. and somehow I hit my hand really hard on the, like the ledge there. So I think I might have broken. It's called the uh, meta metacarpal metacarpal. I think it is. Metacarpal? I thought maybe. maybe it's meta. I don't know. Anyways, but it's that bone. It's not the actual. Have a mother, homeschooling mother, tell you what that is. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm a little worried about. Even sharing this because I uh, I decided to just order the splint because I looked up a lot and they said basically it's called boxers something because it's so common to break that side fracture that side pinky bone underneath it so i got a thing coming tomorrow and yeah it doesn't hurt too bad it just if certain certain movements do you know what you need is some essential oils that's right <laughs> oh moms let him have it <laughs> seriously don't though but <laughs> but yeah i i'm sure everyone will be like oh my gosh but yeah i don't know nah, it's all that's, good, so. and in fact that, that's true when i'm at like a, at a homeschool conference yep. and i'm on death's doorstep i never tell anybody because exactly. i'm afraid your mom will attack me with your goat's milk soap and your essential oils. I saw this lady with an uh, nothing against essential oils, lady, but ladies. But I saw this lady, this mom with this. It looked like a gun vest, you know, where guys have their shotgun shells in there. And she oh, had man. these essential oils just lined up all the way across. She looked like a terrorist, uh, you know, like it was a bomb strapped to her side. It's the uh, the the homeschool mom version, but. Yeah. So do you have, uh, have you gotten, we'll kind of be hush hush, but have you gotten Rissa her, her Christmas present yet? Not everything. I mean, it's more than one Uh, present, unfortunately. uh, I wish it was that easy as just one, but she was mm -hmm. like, we should just do just some projects or whatever. And I'm like, I just feel bad not getting a full actual gift. So we were thinking about doing the theme. There's apparently some saying or poem, whatever you want to call it, which is 
something you want, something you need, something to read and something to, no, something to wear and something to read. But she said, instead of getting her something to read, just get her something to eat because she can, doesn't really read. So I don't know if we're actually doing that. I've gotten a few things. So I'll, uh, hopefully I'll come up with stuff. I just put a lot of, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm just not a good, she doesn't, she's not into a lot of things that, you know, is yeah. just easy to buy for. So, but what about you? You got anything for mom yet? No, I mean, I, I just, I'm ordering something right now, just kind of a stocking stuffer. Um, but I know she's, she's a little hard to buy for and she starts, she buys her own stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm thinking, oh yeah, she's one, she wants these pans or whatever. And then she buys them on Amazon. And she, so I, I, you know, it's, it's just kind of hard right now. Well, it's tough kinda with hard. Amazon too. Everyone can see everything unless you all have individual accounts. So we, me and Rissa exactly. both have our own with a exactly. free trial of Amazon prime. And it's pretty well, incredible I... <laughs> though. That's Splint. I overnighted it. It was $4 to overnight it. It's just incredible wow. how cheap it is, but. Well, don't even expect those things from Family Man or for the Smiling Homeschoolers. But I'm going to run another deal um, because, uh, we, you know, we're only a couple weeks, three weeks from Christmas. And there's still a lot of Christmas to do. Now, we'll get your order out really quick. But some of you have still not gotten our game to Bethlehem. I mean, this is a really fun family game. You know, it just, you again, you roll your dice, you move your mice as you try to get to Bethlehem. You have some gold shekels. It's a lot of fun. Uh, my family played it. Uh, McKenna was the winner this year. Um, but here's the deal. I'm going to run another special, here, but it's only for you listening right now. It's 8% or 9% off. Not, I can't give you 10% because that was like if you were earlier last week. But 9% off with this code. If you go to the website right now and and just uh, you can go to the smilinghomeschooler.com, go to and go click on the store, and then it'll take you to these game the game and all the other kind of Christmas products. Nine 9% off if you type in this code at the end. Nine, the numeral nine, off. Real easy. Nine off. Um, maybe if you haven't gotten the the Family Man's Christmas Treasure, you want some amazing Christmas stories, check it out. I mean, there's uh, eight of them on here by master storyteller Jim Hodges. And then I know you're looking for your husband's present because, hey, everybody is right now. This is like the perfect gift. <laughs> for, that didn't work good on the, the perfect gift for uh, dads, the, the uh, Family Man hat. I'm modeling it right now. This is the perfect hat. I've looked a long time. It's amazing. It's worth the price of admission. And, of course, uh, the uh, U2Dad Daily Calendar. Uh, in fact, uh, reading one of the, the – it's not – oh, a review. This is what they said about the calendar. This is from a mom. She said, my husband starts asking for this as soon as Todd says it's available. It's been the top of our Christmas list every year, and it isn't a very long list of his Christmas list. He wants it under the tree, but wants to know that I bought it, and it's here. He reads it every day and takes it with us on vacation, too. And then this mm -hmm. mom says, wives, if you don't have this for your husband, you really need to get it. It has changed our lives. Seriously, she wrote. Um, here was another comment about the game. You know, I was mentioning it. It says, uh, this is from a, uh, a mom. It says, we got this game for our family several years ago. We play it every Christmas season and laugh our heads off every single time. I mean, tears and sore stomach muscles, the, the next day kind of laughing. Uh, we also get to learn about family memories and uh, special moments along the way. We have purchased for at least five or six other families now, and it's, at their, and it's their favorite, too. We love it. Again, that's 9% uh, off with the code 9OFF. Now, you're probably also, you know, doing your Christmas shopping for your kids and moms. And I, and I need to help you because sometimes you mom, homeschooling moms 
blow it at Christmas time. You know, um, and I was just, I thought I'd put together the Smiling Homeschoolers gift guide to buying uh, for their kids. And I, I just wrote it out here. And actually, these are things not to get your kids for Christmas. Um, and Ben, I don't know if any of you got any of these, but um, again, they're, they're kind of homeschooling specific. But don't get your kids this. Don't get, they don't want a glow in the dark periodic table. Okay. If you see one and your eyes get all light up, don't get it. Um, how about Andrew Putawa's greatest grammatical hits? It includes the songs like adjectives, how I love them, pronouns, make me cry. Um, don't do that. Um, they don't want a skip counting chart, a graphic timeline of the history of cheese. No, they don't want it. Um, how about Lo Lois Dousman's book, uh, SAT preparation for preschoolers? <laughs> don't do it. I know you're tempted and you're thinking that'd be a great gift. Um, how about a year subscription to the Protoplasm of the Month Club? Don't do it. Um, don't get a gift that has a test at the end. Okay? If it's got a test at the end, don't get it. Um, uh, or how about a, a pop-up fort that looks like a spleen or a lung? Don't get it. Just go with the traditional pop-up uh, forts. And then, of course, don't get any gift that has the words educational on the box. Just skip it. Don't do it for Christmas. Um, you know, uh, your kids don't want it. Don't ruin Christmas by making it educational. And I know moms are going to start writing right now. Yeah, but I got this. My kids really like educational games. Again, the Greek word for that is baloney. They don't like it, mom. <laughs> don't don't fall for that. You're lying to yourself. So anyway. Yeah. It's Christmas for the kids, not you. I always think of uh, Andy Griffith and the, uh -huh. the the basketball when he wants to get him the birthday present. And he's like, what do you want? And he gives him all his boring stuff. Finally, he just says, get him a basketball because he, you know, Opie wanted it or whatever. But anyways. Um, all right. We're going to read. Yeah, that's a really good one. It's classic. Now, a quick interruption so I can tell you about our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. If you're looking for a great Christmas gift for your kids, don't even consider buying them a subscription to Teaching Textbooks. But if they're sick of your math curriculum and you're tired of fighting them on their math lesson, check out the best homeschooling math curriculum on the market, Teaching Textbooks. Whether you like teaching math or feel like you're in over your head, Teaching Textbooks will put a smile on your face as well as your child's. In every math subject, Teaching Textbooks provide solutions for every single math problem. It also keeps track of how they're doing so you can check in and see if they're getting it. You can check out sample lessons at teachingtextbooks.com as well as find their pricing for individual family plans. You're going to like it as much as we did. Well, hey, we're going to use that to kind of make, turn a corner, and uh, we're going to talk uh, about something that I, I, I was talking, speaking of teaching, teaching textbooks, I was talking to uh, the, the guys who started that, Sean and Greg Sabori, and uh, we were just talking about how um, moms are so fearful of doing, homeschooling moms are so fearful of doing the wrong thing. They're fearful of messing up their kids they're fearful of so many things and we sat around and we talked about some of those fears and so uh we posted on facebook uh and uh asked you know what are some of the greatest fears that you have about homeschooling and i thought maybe we just talk about them and talk about some other ones that i wrote down because you know that, that it really saddens me to to see you moms so fearful in, in what you're doing because what you're doing is an amazing thing 
you're doing a great job and you don't need to be fearful. Um, you know, I talk about it in, in our book, Lies Homeschooling Moms Believe. In fact, I'm just sending out a book sitting here on the counter, on the counter here, uh, Lies Homeschool Teens Believe, because they believe some of these things, but they don't have those same fears. You have fear. In fact, I don't have to talk to very many homeschool moms for very long before I sense this fear that you have. And, you know, what is really bad about it is that it causes you to do bad things. Uh, you know, not not like things you get arrested for, but, you know, things mm -hmm. where that, that you make choices based on fear or you drive your kids based on fear. And I just thought we'd uh, uh, look at some of these comments that some of these uh, moms made. I know Melody Hurst, she started the, the comments off by saying, I know that I should not compare myself and my kiddos to the public school system. But some days I fear that I'm not doing enough or teaching broad enough. Uh, a variety of topics. Am I truly capable of preparing them for college or trade school? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. You are not just capable. You are the best for teaching your kids for college or trade school for anything else. You are preparing them. I'm going to put a caveat on that. And I don't know if Ben even knows what caveat means. Of course I know probably... what caveat means. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's something you get in your teeth that you have to have the dentist put a filling in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, if you try to do it the school way, you're right. You It might not prepare them for those things because the school way is not the best way. Homeschooling is the best way to learn. Um, it gives your kids opportunities to focus in on what they're really, really good at. And, uh, you know, we're even talking about some future projects in that in that kind of that area. Um, but w what the, the great thing about it is that you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do all the fluff stuff. You don't have to do all the uh, uh, outside the fringe things. You can focus on those things that your kids are really good at, and that prepares them. In fact, those teaching textbook guys, the Saboris, um, they do a workshop on, why high school is the best time to homeschool. Because what they say is that colleges want homeschoolers. You know, there's this lie that says, oh yeah, uh, colleges don't let homeschoolers in. Not I don't true. Know, a homeschooler has gotten denied because of that. I mean, anyone. Uh, I mean, I've never met even a single homeschooler. That... No, they talk about it like it's right. a big deal. And occasionally, uh, I mean, I, I heard uh, Michael Ferris, the guy, uh, you know, who started uh, HSLDA, said it's easier to get into Harvard as a homeschooler than some beauty colleges um, because they just they just make it, you know, they're not aware. And so but once they're aware, they want homeschoolers. Uh, the Saboris were telling me that people at Harvard, Yale's, they want homeschoolers because they think outside the box. They don't do it a traditional way. So, Melody, you don't have to be afraid. You don't need to compare yourself to the kids in public school. In fact, if you if you had knew those kids in the public school and you could watch what they're doing, you wouldn't fear that feel that way. Um, I was talking to a, a lady in our homeschool co-op, and my wife was talking about this with some other moms about being afraid of. Oh, the schools do such a good job, and she's like, I don't think that. She goes, my kids were in the school. I was part part of that school. I was a teacher. And I know that it's not a good place for your kids. I don't have to feel that way. Um, and you don't either. Um, you're doing a, a great, great job. You are you don't have to have a broad variety of different things. You don't have to cover you know, art and music and all those things that school fills things in with. Just find what they like doing and focus on that. 
Uh, ben was a history guy, so we let him read books and go down the history path and read more books and, uh, you know, uh, draw pictures of military badges and all that stuff. And Sam, he was our art kid. We let him do art. We let him do computer animation. And it really sets them up to be successful what their next thing is um you go ahead ben no i think i think a lot of people like they think the not prepared the comparing thing is i think a lot of it comes from like when they compare certain things they know when they're younger like for example like i sometimes felt like oh this friend knows more about math or some science thing and i sometimes as a kid i was like oh man i don't know that but like i think people conflict that happening with actual not being prepared for life because like once mm. i was done being in high school and around some friends like i never ever ever have felt that ever again because like it just doesn't come up in real life you know it's like this are you smarter than a fifth grader obviously right. all the adults they have on them are way more more prepared for life which is the whole point in general of everything you know is to actually make it through life i guess you know or not the only point but it's a big point and so it's like if you ask a specific question maybe in school they'll you know maybe in homeschool or when they're young they'll know that question but in real life that's not used and i feel like a lot of people compare like such small insignificant things in the grand scope of everything but they let that kind of and I mean, granted, I mean, myself included, color, you know, color, color it. And so you else, think, yeah. oh, my kid doesn't know this, but he knows something that they don't and vice versa. Just because that kid happens to have just done something in math and yours didn't and they don't know that doesn't mean they won't be prepared for life. I don't think I think that's yeah. a great answer. But, that's a great answer. And even Brittany, uh, she she said, you know, I have the same fear, although we homeschool because of the flaws in our education system. They do have a formula that works. It doesn't allow children to reach their maximum potential, but it works. You know, Brittany, I think what you're 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 what you're saying is that it it looks like it works. You know, because it doesn't work. The the public education system, that institutional education system doesn't work. You know, it doesn't make sense to gather all these people together and try to teach the masses. Really, you're you're just reaching the average kid. Um, because I mean, yeah, I mean, by work, you're saying what works that it, they graduate a bunch of kids that all have been taught the same material or at least given the same material, but that doesn't mean that they created a level of learning. You know how many kids I know from school or adults now that I interact with business people that enjoy reading or not just in reading, but anything. Cause you know, that's just not something that they ever instilled. They just went through with what it was and that was just the part to get past. I don't, I don't think that's. You know, I mean, I guess it depends really on the, the market success. Formula, the formula only works for those who can play within the system. Right. There are a lot of kids who have terrible memories of school because it didn't work for them because they didn't fit the formula. I did exactly. great in school because I could do the test. I could do, play their game. You know, you're popular. You're good in sports or whatever. And it's, you know, it works and you graduate. There are a lot of people who graduate. It was a miserable experience. And I think we're wrong for saying, oh, their system is a good system. We shouldn't even copy their system. In fact, they copy our system, just like we've talked. You know, they try to they, they emphasize sharing and giving and those things that we do in our homes all the time. They take their kids on field trips into gardens and, you know, and woods. And I mean, I can remember I was with my son, Sam, in California and we were at a museum and uh, it was a really cool museum. It was a cowboy museum there uh, near Griffith Park. If you've ever been there, I think it's like Gene Autry or something like that, his museum. And uh, there was a big wall on the outside of it. And it, w it was like, uh, you know, it was really big. And it, and it had places where you could put like sticky notes up 
And so the kids were encouraged to put the things they learned while they were there. I mean, I read a lot of them. They were all this way. They were all like, you know, I learned that so-and-so liked somebody. And it was about a, you know, a girl or boy and their thing. It was like, I learned that a rotten apple doesn't taste so good. You know, and it, it had nothing to do with the museum. It was all about their interactions as kids. And I thought, and we're trying to copy them? It just doesn't work. Uh, ben, there was another one I thought you should answer. Um, yeah. And it was by Kate Sanders. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to read it here because uh, it was oh, next here. And she says, uh, Kate Sanders said that my children will, I worry that my children will resent me for the way I'm choosing to raise them and educate them, that they will feel later in life as though they were deprived of meaningful experiences. Um, and I was going to answer that one or at least part of it. And I'm sure dad will have some thoughts here too. Um, I mean, I think... You know, I had friends who resented their parents, and uh, but I have not done that. Uh, I think the main reason is, I think I felt like mom and dad always were one consistent. And I was just talking to this uh, Teresa is, I was just talking to someone, a friend, and she was saying that, um, you know, when parents cracked down, she all of a sudden like really they didn't do that, and then until something major happened, and then they'd freak out on her, and she really was angry at them for that. And I felt like that because of your consistency across the board, I knew kind of what to expect, and that wasn't something that was odd. It wasn't like all of a sudden I got somewhere, and then I hated you because you just cracked down and threw all these things at me that I was not used to. And then when it comes to actually experiences, um, you always explained why I didn't do certain things, you know, and it wasn't every Every time you ever told me anything or taught like me what, anything. Like what, Ben? Tell, tell them some of the things I, that, well, like, whatever. Well, uh, like movies or going and hanging out with friends at unlimited amounts of time or places or whatever. And it wasn't just, you know, go do whatever, whenever, with whoever. You were pretty strict on what I was allowed to do and interact with and things like that, you know. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that's where the friends and all that kind of stuff is the experience that might miss out on, you know, they think or whatever, or getting to do sports or whatnot. But you always were both pretty good at explaining the rationale behind it so that it wasn't just a mindless they're just super mean to me and strict on me and I have no reason and I hate everything that has to do with homeschooling and you know all my friends get to do x and y I think a lot of it also is who you allow your kid to be around uh too I think if you have kids that are hate it or aren't in it and make fun of it or belittle it or what they're doing and what you're teaching then obviously I don't think it would be unusual for them to expect you know think that what you're doing is uh so is, Ben you are know. you saying that as a parent you might even limit those relationships then i mean if you thought i mean i sure think so i mean because everyone i know pretty much it's always the people they are around totally changes their outlook on everything i mean uh it's just it's just common sense i mean it happens in everything else i mean if you put something in it's obviously going to come out that way and i feel like if you're surrounding yourself with people who uh you know just have don't have good values or don't value the same things you know it doesn't mean in every aspect of life but in the major things then i don't think uh your kid will be as uh loving of it if that makes sense um yeah it makes sense to me so that was kind of my thought you know, and this was not something, you know, Ben makes it sound like it was something that was so easy for us. No, um, it, was it was hard. Arguments. <laughs> it was a constant struggle. It was it was hard. But again, that comes um, to consistency. You didn't just go like, whatever, give up. You're going to school because you just want to end. That's what I always don't get either is, 
and no offense to the moms, but I'm just going to say it because I think is when some people will say, well, my <laughs> kid just wanted to ask to say yeah, it, I do. So well, this mom will say like or the parent will say, well, we just put them in because they wanted to. And I just think that there's a lot more at stake than just what your kid wanted. Um, I mean, there was lots of things I probably would have done through school, you know, my whole life that I would have wanted to do, but you didn't let me because my soul is at stake, not just whether I'm happy for that afternoon or not, you know, and I genuinely totally believe that if I had done unlimited access to everything that everyone else around me was, that I would not be in the same spot I would be today. And obviously, again, I fought it a lot, but it's not a just have fun and do what because the kid doesn't know better than you do i mean your, your child doesn't you know i mean you, you have so much more experience than you did and your i'm so thankful stupid. right exactly <laughs> so don't, don't let them determine your things like i was talking to a person once and they said oh well we went to church for you know our whole childhood until my daughter just felt like she was good place and so we just decided not to go to church anymore and i'm just like why would you ever say like okay well we'll just stop you know just because my daughter feels good and it's like that's not a good decision <laughs> off of that <laughs> that's right i remember mom saying well, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't stop my, my, my son. And he was two years old. He was like, he just, you know, he keeps going to the refrigerator and just right. eating all the cheese in there. And then he gets <laughs> constipated. I'm like, he's two. Can't you like yeah, exactly. stand between you and the refrigerator, him and the refrigerator? Right. And when it comes well, to know, experiences, okay. I never felt like I missed out on any real so, experiences. So do you feel uh, like that you missed out because you didn't have a locker? Nope. Uh, I mean, sports, you know, like people think like, I mean, I guess if you truly think that the only calling of life is that they need to be insanely involved in sports and clubs and stuff like that. But there's so many of those that can offer a lot of the same things outside of homeschooling or outside of the actual public school. And I mean, we played volleyball, you know, sports with friends, probably three or four nights a week. I mean, it was a ton. Right, you know? right. So, I mean, you can find avenues for all that stuff. Obviously, if you just lock them inside your house for your entire life, then maybe they will feel like that. But I think you can find a lot of good opportunities with other people who are like-minded in the area. You know, and I will say, um, you know, uh, and Melody, she kind of uh, talked to Kate and said, you know, I was homeschooled and I do wish I had learned some things differently or just learn them in general. Uh, you know, and she, I think she was saying, you know, but sometimes I, I wonder if some mm -hmm. of those experiences have nothing to do with homeschooling, because I know there are different there are different uh, branches, maybe of uh, maybe and maybe it comes in home education circles. But there were there have been different times where, you know, where it was super restrictive. It was super. We had to dress a certain way. You know, all the homeschoolers had to wear jumpers and dresses. And, you know, we all had to our kids had to wear be a certain way. And sometimes I think some of these kids have grown up to disliking homeschooling and what they disliked was not homeschooling right. um, was that the, the way they were dressed because they're or not or the way they were raised because their parents were restrictive because we were taught that if we would restrict everything, everything would be OK. Um, you know, and I've talked to lots of moms with tears in their eyes who said, you know, we did everything to told, they told us to. We didn't have a television. We didn't let them go to Disney movies. You know, we didn't do this. We didn't do this. And it didn't turn out good, you know. And again, I don't think that has anything to do with homeschooling. And I will say to the moms, you know, um, that, you know, if you're running in circles in a certain circle and you're seeing bad things happen to all the older kids in your circle, get out of that circle. You know, go mm -hmm. find a different circle. Um, find a circle where you where you like where their adult kids are, you know. 
Or you say something comes back to just know like the enforcing things because that's what someone told you or that's what the system says or that's what public schoolers do or that's what, you know, some books said to the detriment right. of what your kids interaction and what your own child because i mean I, th- I know you know even mom struggled with that at first you know with like all her you know schedules and stuff like that it's just like right. trying to force something because you think it's the best uh, with without being able to look at your kid and go like hey maybe this isn't working for us i think does cause resentment potentially uh i mean obviously i'm not a <laughs> but you know i've seen friends and stuff that have gone through that and when it just seems right. like the parents only thing is because this big movement says we have to do it this way and the kid just really doesn't, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't, I don't know. It just seems like it creates yeah, a rebellion yeah. against And it. I would say, too, uh, your uh, your husband may not be listening to this, but you might want to replay it for him. Because let me just talk to the dads right now. Dads, you need to be the ones um, who help your wife in this area. Um, because sometimes I think our, our wives need us to say, no, that's not really the truth. Let's not do it. Because I know my wife one time, she she came down. Um, and this was when our kids were little and she had this book and she'd read it and it was on how to dress. And she goes, you know, I think I need to do this because it really makes me feel guilty. And I read the book and I'm like, you're not going to do it. She goes, yeah, but I think it's right. And I'm like, I'm not going to, you can't do it. And she's like, well, why? And I'm like, cause the Bible doesn't talk about it. We're not going to do it. If you want to blame someone someday, you can blame me, you know? And she still looks back and will say something occasionally. Like, I'm so glad he did that. Husbands, your wife needs you to do that. Um, let me go back to the, the question, though, of, uh, of, of being deprived of meaningful experiences. Sometimes I think, you know, we forget all the experiences, the meaningful experiences that we're going to give our kids because they were homeschooled. You know, I mean, you get it is an amazing thing to see my adult kids have friendships among each other because they were homeschooled. That is meaningful. Um, I'll tell you, I love my brothers and sisters, but we don't have that same kind of relationship because when we were in school, we just did our own thing. We had our own friends. We didn't ha- mm-hmm. we didn't need each other. My as Ben even mentioned, you know, those are his good friends. That is meaningful. You know, some of those experiences of uh, uh, we've talked about them before, you know, you know, starting school late and being in your pajamas and a snuggling night when the, the, the snow is falling or when it's you're in Florida and a hurricane has locked you in your house. You know, those are meaningful experiences. Your kids are going to have tons of them because they're um, uh, because they're homeschooled. And, you know, I don't feel bad because my kids didn't go to a prom. They're okay. You know, I don't feel bad because my kids didn't get a play on a certain sport. You know, yeah, those things are fun at the time, but they are not. uh, And some dad would probably disagree with me. They are not the things that are the most meaningful of all the things that you do, the experiences. And I feel so. like every movie that you ever watch that has, you know, a family that's a real world family. One, you know, like I, we just watch, well, you know, uh, mo- they always, the pre- what's that? No, the but no, where <laughs> they show the kid who's rebelling in high school and it's like, that's a normal kid and they're swearing and stuff. And it's like, so that's what they, as a very, very, godless society you know movie makers and stuff and a lot, a lot of times think is what a real world kid looks like but also that you know when they show like the family the road trip or spit they're all stuck in a house for a while and they all end up you know having a wonderful time and reconnecting the kids like and you know started mm. having and they always show that as like wow isn't that a great they got back to what a family is but it's like homeschoolers would technically get to experience that those every things every day but they show it as like that's a great you know they get stuck in an RV and they have to go whatever, like, you know, whatever it may be. 
Uh, and we get to do that every day. So I think that's something that even the non-homeschoolers look on and go, good family core is an important thing and a very valuable thing. So you don't have to be afraid of that. You don't have to be afraid that your kids are going to miss out on those things because they're going to have lots more. So Stacy um, Y said that I will not uh, that I will not recognize their gifts and interests, or that they will just want to play Lego the rest of their lives. Which will they also? Which will they all? Which they will also spend all their money on? Right well, she put a kind of a laughing and crying right. at the same time. Um, I think you the know, first part's more serious. <laughs> right, right, right. But here's the deal. I know, and maybe we've talked about it in the past, that you know, as moms and dads. You know, how could you not recognize your gifts? You know what your kids are gifted at. I think sometimes it's harder to accept right. what their gifts are, you know, because they are all different. They're not all going to be, you know, engineers and doctors and, and whatever. Some of them are going to, you know, use shovels and hammers, and that's a good thing. And maybe, you know, maybe they're going to be Lego ninja warriors. I don't know. But I would also um, you know, guess I, that their kids, if they're playing with Lego, they're probably not 25. You're probably talking like Cal, and I don't think they need to know exactly. Lego right now. Right. He's 12, and you don't. I don't think he needs to know exactly what his entire, you know, school career and college career and job career and all that has to be nailed down. I don't think, you know, you're going to know that right away. In fact, you know what I tell my son when he says he wants to be a Lego designer? I say, that would be really cool. You'd be great at it. You know, we think that it's our job to kind of squash that. And again, because the fear is like, oh, my son's going to be a Lego guy and he's never going to be able to make, he's probably not going to be a Lego guy. He's going to figure that out on his own but we can still cheer them on. So, Stacy, you're going to know what, you know, what your kids' inter- gifts and interests are. And, you know, uh, uh, I, and in fact, when I have moms who will say, well, I, I'm not sure what my kids get, you know, what he wants to be. Or I'm like, I've just met your kid and I know what he wants to be. Um, so maybe we, you, we need to accept what their gifts and interests are. I'll, I'll tell you, I was talking again to this, these uh uh, the teaching textbook guys just uh, last week, and and you know, and you, our, our your teachers don't know what your gifts and talents are. They don't even care. I mean, I went to my guidance counselor, and he put me in uh, chemical engineering. And if you know me, <laughs> you know I am not a chemical engineer. And I'm thinking, what? You Can know, you should spell engineer probably. Huh? Said so probably couldn't spell engineer. I probably can't. I can't. <laughs> So, but again, I think that fear is what uh, uh, causes us to feel those things and to do things. And I just would say, hey, re- relax. It's gonna be, it's gonna be clear. Your kids are gonna know exactly. And you know, and for Ben, you know, you're not always sure what to do with that, even at 25. Yeah. You know that it's not super, super clear. But I believe God will make it clear. And Stacy Alyssa Hunt on the Facebook comments said, one of our homeschool friends has a college-age son that just made $20 an hour building Lego professionally over the summer. So, And I actually met a kid at our Grace College here in town. Uh, he has a YouTube channel where he and his brother go around to conventions and other builders and show and display these giant you know, Lego creations. And they have like... It's like two or three hundred thousand subscribers, and they both do it full time, you know. So you never know. I mean, yeah, or never. you can be like me, where I loved Lego, and then one day I never touched it again, and never have, you know. And it's <laughs> like there's going to be that day, and the people who stick with it might actually end up being the ones who actually can make money at it. Maybe, so. maybe. Well, Sherry McNeely says I have one child uh, with who's dys- dyslexic. My worry is that he will not learn or retain things that he needs to do. 
Um, and another uh, Shelley said the same thing. Ditto. Also a huge dose of mom guilt for not recognizing dyslexia earlier, even though I knew he was a different learner and we taught him in the way he learns best, which is auditory. <laughs> you don't have to feel guilty. Moms, you know, God knew your children needed your children with dyslexia, knew they needed you. Um, you're capable. Now, I'm not going to give a lot of advice on that because I'm, I've already uh, told Ben that uh, I've already contacted kind of an expert on this kind of stuff. And we're hoping she'll join us and maybe have some real answers. But I will say your kids are lucky, blessed to be in their homeschool because in your homeschool, they don't need to know those labels. You know, dyslexia is not a bad label and it's, it's not. But sometimes we give them other labels that um, they have to wear forever. Uh, you know, we had a son who saw things differently. Uh, Sam, who's our art kid. I can remember when he first saw, he, he wrote out the word stop. And he wrote it like it looks in a mirror. And we're like, what is going on here? Uh, you know, and uh, uh, he's an amazing person with his own special gifts. And I would just remember that. Your kids are amazing. And, and again, God knew if he wanted them to have the perfect person, you know, he could have had them born into a institution where they would learn those things. Uh, but he knew they needed you. And what a great uh, way to be taught when you have a... Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was gonna say, I don't, what, what would be the word? A uh, maybe a difficulty in learning, and they're not even difficulties. It's just the way different. they are. A different way, yeah. That's right. Yep. And I don't know, Ben. Are there any other? I I, I kind of ran out of questions on mine because it's not really. No, I think that's most of them, and we've we've done a lot. A lot of people are commenting. I mean, we had someone say, "I pray often that I will parent the child that the child that God has." Let's see. <laughs> I pray often that I will parent the child God gave me, not the child I want them to be. Mm. Uh, I think that's really, really good. Um, and then our children will be, Kelly said, our children will be what God intends them to be, regardless of what we teach them. Uh, right. And I think that's oh, good, that's good comments. There's a lot of good stuff here. You know, but again, moms, you don't have to be afraid. I know some of you are fearful that you're going to skip something and you're, you're going to mess them over. I know moms... I mean, and it's ridiculous something I was my wife and I were talking about how you have this fear that if you don't do a leaf collection, your kids aren't going to get into college, you know, because if they don't know the difference between an oak leaf and a maple leaf and which is ridiculous. But it's true. I mean, I, I remember Ben probably doesn't remember, but he was in the room. There was a mom who was running in those circles again that every mom had to have a garden. And she said these words. She said, I felt like I was going to hell because I didn't have a garden. And everybody laughed except her because she really believed that, you know, and and I think lots of you moms feel like, oh, my kids are going to be messed over if I don't do American history. Right. Or if we don't do dissection or if I, you know, it's not true. Um, and again, if you want a good book, try check out our lies homeschooling moms believe. Or, uh, or you can go, again, to our website and pick out uh, a CD called This We Believe. Again, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. If you order it really soon, you can get 9% off with the code 9OFF. Um, well, hey, we're out of time. Um, it is so much fun talking to you, and I, I, I don't know about you, but I love having Ben on here because he says, uh, he says some smart things. <laughs> and uh, thanks for being with us, Mom. Um, have a great week. Uh, again, if you want a good uh, gift, check out our website, our store, thesmilinghomeschooler.com on the store. There's some other great articles there, some blogs. Um, thanks for being on part of this community. Um, stay, keep being real and don't stop smiling. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Hopefully you found it encouraging and fun. Don't forget to like our Facebook page for more weekly encouragement if you haven't already. If you want to email us, you can email us at Todd or Ben at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. We'd love to hear from you. We want to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all their great math products, try out some of their sample lessons, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.